Welcome to Let's Do Lunch, a podcast about life, tech, trends, humuhumu nukunuku apua, and whatever else comes up. I'm Jared. And I'm John. And you are the listener. The chosen few, the proud, the bold. Those who sift through a few NC-17 ratings to discover this, the finest jewel of discourse. Those who don't really mind those sloppy eating sounds. Who dare to join two average white nerds in a lunch conversation. For the next hour, you're one of us. Like, metaphorically, right? I'm still John? Not now, John. Save the banter for the lunch. Today on Let's Do Lunch. Note, I just found out that 8% of koalas have chlamydia. There's nothing to rival it. It's 10 times worse than anything else. Sounds pleasant. It's always been my dream to nail a, a race, like an entire race, just nail them, you know? <laughs> I'm trying one Asian at a time. Okay. Whisper check. We are so recording right the now. The last place that I ate at, first off, um, also missing the, uh, you can see the sub ceiling, so you know it's going to be a quality restaurant if they decided the to thing? leave it. Yeah, that's how you know. But the other thing is they had four separate bathrooms, each, you know, in individual doors, two men and two women. Sure, that's fine. You know, you can have your own something there. I don't know. But the, uh, the men's that was locked, and then there was another men's that was open and it only had a urinal in there. You have an entire room with a wash bin and everything. But only a urinal. Just a urinal. And you'll never guess that kind of modified my plans and ended up going in the women's room. So I guess I'm one of those, uh, like, I wouldn't be allowed in the GOP convention. So you can't use, um, you can't use urinals? You don't know how they work? Not to poop, no. Oh, well, you're not trying hard enough then. <laughs> because I heard, uh, I heard one awesome phrase the uh the waffle stump the waffle stump is important when you're uh, when you're pooping in the shower oh no <laughs> well i'm appetized <laughs> so i guess let's start with the wonderful restaurant that we've come here today where are we john this is called stuferges wow stuff rages there you go sorry it's these new glasses yeah, well, um, the German part throws you off. Yeah, it's the umlauts mm -hmm. over the S's. You don't put an umlaut over an S. Come on. Stuff rages. Stuff rages. Stuff, stuff burgers. burgers. So they're going to take a burger, and then they're going to stuff something else inside a burger. And I figure, what, way, what better way to celebrate eating than to eat something that is just eat it? So now what I want to do is I want to take a stuff rages burger and put that inside of a turducken. Uh-huh. Now you've got a complete nice. meal. That's, uh, yeah. Wow. And so, after you've eaten a turducken, doesn't that make you like a Hume turducken? <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Until you find a good urinal. Right. <laughs> so. All right. So, how did you find this place? Because I'd never I heard of it before. I just Googled. No, um, I was, uh, I went to Yelp and there were some positive rev reviews here, so I checked it out. Oh, and we've got free fries today. Because yeah, it's we Wednesday. got Wednesday, free Friday. Pretty that tight. Was, that was planned out. Thank you. Mmm. I like it when they have sauces for dipping. I'm a Thank sucker you. for a dip. That's why you're doing Let's Do Lunch with me. <laughs> yeah. Really? Because you're a dip. Because a dip. I don't get a joke. Ah. Mmm. These are fresh. Totally burning my mouth. You know what this sauce tastes like? Ketchup and mayonnaise? With sriracha. Okay. It That's kinda, pretty cool. It kind of tastes like fry sauce, which is ketchup and mayonnaise with sriracha in it. You know, 
Maybe I'll bring the family back here. Mine or yours? <laughs> Maybe we could do like an entire Let's Do Lunch supplement oh. where each family gets together and then we talk about everything that's going on in our lives. What's going on in your life? Well, as of this morning, I am 198 pounds. Yeah. I have finally hit below 200 for the first time, I think, in my adult life. Yeah, I thought you got a haircut. Yeah, I did indeed. So, yeah. yeah it's looking good. It is, it is definitely noticeable. Do you think? Yeah, there's, there's no person that would be like, you know, nothing's different about you right now. <laughs> I can't put my finger on it, but I think it's nothing. Because I've been seeing myself this whole time, yeah. and I'm still overweight. The wee, the wee still goes, oh, 198 is, is, I would say, pretty good for a six-foot-tall dude. Yeah. But according to... Oh, thank you. Look at that. Thank you. Mac and cheese burger. Thank you. What a unique thing. I got a pepperoni pizza stuffed inside of my you know, burger. No, I was debating on getting that one as my other choice, uh -huh. the pepperoni pizza, because I've heard that's really good, too. But I just had to go for the novelty of the mac and cheese mm -hmm. burger. A lot of places do mac and cheese burgers. I don't really? think I've ever had a pepperoni pizza burger, though. You know, it's funny, because I was out at lunch with one of my uh, coworkers at the radio station, um, the other show I do, and we were at lunch one day, and he got a pepperoni pizza burger at some other shop. It wasn't stuffed, it was stacked, but... Okay. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, I, um, I looked at myself in the mirror as, as I went through this weight loss progression, and I'm like not seeing, I'm still seeing my gut and uh -huh. things, you know? But then I went and took some pictures with my kids for like end of the school year stuff, like, yeah. you know, kindergarten graduation and stuff. I mean, I looked at myself in the pictures and I'm like, I kind of look skinnier now. Yeah. So. Yeah, the, the, you can't look at just your gut because that's just the skin hanging off of your body mm -hmm. and that's going to look about the same no matter what. But eventually, if yeah. you continue running, are you still running? Mm -hmm. If you continue running, your body's just kind of, kind of, it's just kind of suck it in, you know? Well, I've got a... It's going to be like, all oh, this jiggling is not good for the running. Let's fix that. I've changed some of my running a little bit because I have somewhat of a potential bombshell to share with you. Uh-oh. Potential. Way potential. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot that you need to chat with me because we've, we've kind of not, like, had any kind of texting conversations no, lately. No, we haven't. I've and been I've been bad. trying. Well, I've been texting you like four or five times. and I texted back once, about one to every four texts I text back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so bad. I'm sorry. It's well, just I mean, me. you, do, you do have to wait, you know, until the next day to text or else you'll look too desperate. Right. Well, there's that. And I am in the evenings teaching my adult classes again. So there's that. Wow. But, Take a wow, wow. But, uh, you know, my wife has been looking for employment. And she has a very strong chance of getting employment as an Air Force officer. Huh? Ex She's yeah. joining the military. Possibly. She's how old? Uh, she's in her late 30s. She's about it's my a little, age. It's a little old to start it in the officer is. path. It is. But, but I have seen, I have seen um, O1s and O2s in my, in my career where they were, you know, late 30s, early mm -hmm. 40s, mm -hmm. even even mid-40s. But they have previous, you know, other enlisted experience or other experience with the military. Right. She would be green to the military in general. Mm -hmm. And then I started looking at the PT requirements. And the PT requirements have a mile and a half. You can do that. 
in 14 minutes. And I've been running distance, but slow. Uh-huh. I have not been running short. Like I've been running 5K or more. Right. But at a more comfortable jogging pace. So I, with this um, thing, I've been mixing up my running. And now instead of doing 5Ks, I'm doing mile and a half trying to go faster. So okay. I'm trying to increase my speed over that somewhat shorter distance. Now that you've got less weight to carry on that distance, you can probably get it. My first time trying, I was like 30 seconds over. So I feel like I can do that. Yeah. My push-ups and sit-ups, I need to work on. <laughs> so that's up in the air, but there is a chance if, if my wife gets the offer and we take it, we could be a military family in a year from now. Thank you for your almost service. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's what's going on in my life. What about you? What's new with you? Um, well, that's not everything going on in your life because I saw that you went up to... Uh to uh, Bryce Canyon, had a little vacation. We did, yeah. That was fun. Bryce Canyon, we spent the night. We had to kick a lady out of our camping spot. We uh, marked our spot, came back a couple hours later after we did a little hike as a family, you know, and came back, and some lady was setting up, set up tent in our spot. She's like, well, it's my spot now. And I said, well, I paid for this spot. She said, well, so do I. And I said, well, I paid first and I'm registered. So I went and had to get a park ranger kick her out of our spot. Who did she pay for the spot? I think what, well, the thing is, it's kind of a self-managed deal where you just fill out a form and slip it in an envelope. All right. And she didn't really do her due diligence to see whether or not someone else already had that spot. Yeah. Anyway, we won that argument, but boy, was she bitter at us. Well, yeah, because she had a spot. And then some punks come back, all sweaty. And it was a good spot, too. That's why we went there early and marked it. Mm Mm-hmm. We, you know, we have, but the park ranger looked on her log and she's like, yeah, this is theirs. You got to go, lady. But anyway, other than that, we had a good time. Uh, where else did we go? We, uh, we did Horseshoe Bend. Have you ever been to Horseshoe Bend? Yeah, that's up by the Grand Canyon, partway to the it, Grand it, Canyon. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, outside of Page, I yeah. think, Page, Arizona. And have you ever been there before? I've got a whole arc of things that I did that includes, yes, I did go there. Oh, okay. It is freaky. There's no handrail. There's no paved... I mean, it's just right on the cliff. Yeah, well, it costs money to put a wall up dividing, like, people from things, you know? Mm-hmm. A lot of money. Some people don't understand how much money it costs to put a wall up in the middle of nature like that. It sounds like you're kind of getting sorry, somewhere else Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I, yeah, I got okay. a little distracted. Ooh. Yeah. I was thinking about something else. I can't imagine what it would be. But, you know, there's construction there right now. At uh, the, the Horseshoe, Bend. Horseshoe Bend. They're putting in a paved trail. That's good enough. For, it looks like it might even be a car. There's a bus stop on the trail or something. I don't know. Wow. And they're putting up an actual, like, flooring with handrails. So they're going to safetyify it. Cool. I got to admit, when I was there, it was eerie. I had no idea the Horseshoe Bend was so open like that. And there were some teenagers sitting right on the edge of the cliff. Like, yep. I mean, right on the edge. They could yep. have easily, one little slip and you're gone. Yep, right to die state. We're in a right to die state. Yes, we are. I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, kids, stay back. Do not yeah. come this close to the edge. I mean, it is a freaky. So we went to Page. They had a hot air balloon festival. Ooh. We went to see that. And I wanted to try out uh, sleeping in the car. Mm-hmm. That's something that I'd never done before. Really? Not like, not like really, 
So we uh, we reclined the seats. We took uh, bed sheets and like stuffed them into our windows, okay. and then we tried to sleep the night there at a uh, at a park. Probably maybe even the same spot that you were at because it was a pretty decent view. Um. So after going to Page, we drove up into Utah for. Uh, a luxury resort called Amangiri, where we had lunch. Not you and me. No, no, yeah. Me and my wife. You we had on me. We. <laughs> this was uh, maybe ten years ago. Um, we had lunch at this resort where, like, celebrities go in order to get like pristine quietness. So they want to charge three thousand dollars a night and have no one there, and they won't even like rent it out to TripAdvisor or anything. They would prefer to have no one there than to lower their prices. Three grand a night? Yeah. And you paid for it? No, we paid for lunch. Uh And they gave us a tour as if I was a celebrity. Wow. Yeah. And lunch, you know, it was fine. Was it expensive? It was more expensive than a typical lunch, but not more expensive than like a Scottsdale lunch. Okay. And so we got a chance to see the area, have the lunch, and then we came back and checked out uh, uh, Horseshoe Bend there. And I was so tired from sleeping in the car that I just laid on that rock and and took a nap while my (laughs) wife checked things out. I'm sure someone made the don't wake up on the wrong side of the bed joke, right? Yeah. Because you can't avoid that in that situation. Yeah. No rolling around. Yeah, right? I don't know if I could get that comfortable that close to an edge like that. I I don't know. That's something, that's, you know, a, a skill that I picked up in the military. I guess. I mean, I could sleep on a boat. Uh, that's a little different than sleeping on the edge of a cliff. Like they, rock you, they rock you to sleep. You know, speaking of boats, I have something else exciting coming up in October. There we go. See, you said you were done. I know. I just have so much stuff going on. <laughs> I am going to take my first ever cruise in my life. Okay. Disney cruise? Nah, we're not that rich. Um... Carnival Cruise, where they break down and you have to poop on, like, the actual deck? The actual poop deck? Yeah. I I don't know. Um, I think it is a Carnival Cruise, actually. (laughs) We're going to the Mexico one because we wanted a port of call that was easy to get to. Okay. So it's just L.A. And it goes down to Mexico and back up. Never done a cruise before. So looking forward to it. It'll be fun. You've done cruises, I assume? I've never done... Because being in, like, like an airship carrier or something... Yeah, I've I've done cruises... On an aircraft carrier where I'm working and other uh, civilians are there, um, they have a friends and family day cruise. Oh, yeah? Where you're allowed to invite like two or three people and then they get to like just hang out and go from like San Diego down to Hawaii and back. That's cool. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a lot of fun for them. Um, not so much for me because I was working the entire time. How long did it take you to get from from San Diego to Hawaii? Just like three days. That's it? Yeah. That's not bad. So basically you get like a seven-day cruise courtesy of the Navy. Yeah. No, it's it's a very... Um, oh, very cool. It's a very coveted like thing to do. Is it hard to get in? You, like, just, you just need to know somebody that's in the Navy. Wow. Well, I knew you. Why didn't you ever offer? I, that, why do you think I kept coming back to your house over and over again? Mm. And then I never caught you. Well, I was kind of gone. But I was in Hawaii some of those times. You could have picked me up in Hawaii. Yeah. 
I would have just cruised halfway back, you know, and then flown. Yeah. Some, I don't know. You should have texted me back in 2004. When you didn't have a cell phone, and even if you did, I wouldn't have known it. <laughs> You're right. That was my mistake. Um, yeah, I'm not going to be doing a cruise anytime soon, but we are going to be uh, out of the country. Right, and, you mentioned uh, that you won't be available for the next podcast for a couple weeks because you're going somewhere. Is this it? Yeah, we're going to go to Australia. Nice. Again. So I went for my honeymoon, and we went to uh, the rainforest in the northeast called Cairns, Cairns, Cairns. Something like that. I think they call it cans. I think you have they? to. I think you have to say it all three ways until the Australian stops you and says, "Listen, I know what you're talking about. Let's move on." <laughs> That's um, the proper way to do it. <laughs> so we went to a rainforest. We hugged a koala. Interesting side note: I just found out that eight percent of koalas have chlamydia. I have heard that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's an actual fact or one of those BS things that no, Australians like to share with you. You know, John Oliver now has a koala chlamydia ward dedicated to him in Australia. Okay. But wouldn't that be a lot more funny if, like, this whole koala chlamydia thing was just kind of made up and now he has a ward? <laughs> yeah, well, there's that. And there's, like, nobody in there? No, it's real. He bought some stuff from uh, the auction of... Um... Now, who's the guy who's the gladiator? I'm spacing on his name. The actor... Oh, uh, uh, Christopher Reeves. Sure. <laughs> I, anyway, whoever he was, he had a he had a, a an auction to pay for his divorce, and he actually called the auction the art of divorce. Long story short, they bought a bunch of stuff because they thought it was funny, and so the actor was okay with the joke, and so he went one step further and donated the proceeds to a Koala Chlamydia Award in Australia and named it after John Oliver. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Like, I'm jealous of all the things John Oliver has got to do over the last couple of years. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, he's, he's living a blessed life. He is indeed. So we're going to go to Australia. Check that out. Check out Sydney Lights. They project the lights onto, like, the Opera House and do, like, mm. fancy pretty things. Yeah. I don't know. I've and never we're seen that, but I know of it. And we're going to avoid the dangerous animals and plants that live around there. Because apparently Australia is one of the, like, deadliest places to live. Yeah, but not in Sydney. Well, not in Sydney, no. But... I've been to Sydney, and I was only attacked by two wallabies. Yeah. So, really, very minor. I learned about the, uh, the Jimpy Jimpy plant. Or okay, that maybe sounds it's pronounced... so racist. Maybe it's, maybe it's Gimpy <laughs> Gimpy. I don't know. <laughs> that does sound racist, um, though. It is uh, common to rainforest areas in Australia. Um, it is the most toxic of the Australian species of stinging trees. So they have a set of stinging trees, and the gimpy gimpy tree is the worst of them. I've never heard of these things. Yeah. So What's a stinging tree? Like, does it actually reach out and sting you like a, like no, a scorpion? No, it, it's just like poison ivy, oh, except okay. it's got like these little tiny hairs that when you touch it, it breaks off, mm. and they stick and give you a neurotoxin, and people apparently have preferred to be shot dead than to have to deal with this neurotoxin for the rest of their life. The rest of your life? If, uh, yeah, it stays there. So it's not something you heal from, you don't heal from this? No, it's a neurotoxin, so like... You, you can't just, like, defend against it. What does you have it do to, you? Uh, you have to remove the hairs with, like, a hair removal strip. I guess, like, n like that nair or something like that. Um, 
after applying diluted hydrochloric acid to wherever it is. Or not diluted, depending on how aggressive you want to get. Yeah. And if you accidentally break the hairs, then they get stuck and you only get more pain. But it's not forever, right? I mean, you said the toxin's in you forever, but does it hurt forever? Or what? Um, what are the like, long-term effects? For two or three days, the pain was almost unbearable. I couldn't work or sleep. Then it was pretty bad pain for another fortnight or so. The stinging persisted for two years and recurred every time I had a cold shower. There's nothing to rival it. It's ten times worse than anything else. Sounds pleasant. Yeah, so uh, I will be avoiding that. Hey, this is John. That was just the appetizer. You want a full course meal? Keep listening. Let's Do Lunch is sponsored by Boating Tech. Boating Tech is Arizona's leading smart home provider. You don't need to take out a loan to make your home smart. With packages starting as low as only $250, Boating Tech can start you on the path to simplified smart home living. Boating Tech, smart homes at smart prices. Visit us at bodinellc.com. B-O-D-I-N-E-L-L-C.com. So we, we lost audio on our last one? Well... And you have to, like, redo it? Did you fix it? I don't know what, what happened there. Okay, so here's what happened. You're recording your mic? Fine. Perfect. No problem. No, not fine. Perfect. Mm, let's go with fine. <laughs> but my device recorded static. Literally just static. Mm-hmm. It was like for the whole recording. I think it was a glitch in the software or something. Huh. It, so, so- it sounds like maybe like a, a ghost got into your machine. The ghost in the machine. Yeah. It's real. It is real. And it's a small Japanese girl <laughs> that for some reason gets put into a stocky, howly white girl. Don't understand that. It's just, you know, when you get upgraded, you, you follow the trends of what everybody else is going for. If they're going to upgrade this little Japanese girl into any body they want, why do they choose a stocky American? Oh, you're talking about uh, the, the live action. The movie, yes. The, I know the, the, I know the, the anime made movie. more sense. But in the live action movie, it's like, I don't think they would have picked that body if they could pick no. anything they wanted. Uh, Maybe it was on sale. Mm. Recently used once. <laughs> So I've, I've got an idea, uh, this, this broken audio thing. This is money. You can ask the listener to send $9.95 plus postage to get the secret tapes, the stuff that's too risque for our regular show. And like never before heard clips. Well, it's a shame that uh, you have to work so hard, but you're doing an amazing job. I can't tell you how many listeners come up to me while I'm working and say, that last edit was just amazing. You and that <laughs> other guy, whatever his name is, are doing great. Well, if it's the same guy every time, tell him I said thank you. <laughs> that was my clap. That's going to help. <laughs> Are you seeing an increase in spam calls? No. I have, and my wife has, and I read online that, like, in the last few years, spam has increased, like, 300%. Oh, like, sure spam has. phone calls. Yeah. And I'm getting them all the time now. It is, yeah. it is becoming such a nuisance. No, my wife has done really... I used to get a ton of calls back in like 2006 or so, but my wife is really good at getting on the internet, finding my name, where it is, getting me off a list, telling me not to answer phone calls and stuff like that. And so I'm not getting... Like I get a couple of scam calls every once in a while, 
But I don't get many. I'm getting them all the time. But um, like you're, you should also be getting uh, emails as well. There was one that I, I saw a little while ago that started out with the title, Dear Scam Victim. Like as a, as a, as foreshadowing. Right. That well, you're about to be scammed, but you don't even know it yet. I'm guessing it's one of those things like, we're here to help you as a scam victim. Yes. We're scam, scam yes. relief. You've been scammed. We're going to, another one. That's uh, an interesting ploy though. Yeah. I like an, that. Another one that I saw talked about a Facebook settlement. Oh, you've yeah. Been, you've been scammed over Facebook. Let me get you this settlement, and uh, I'm going to write you a check through Facebook, but I need all of your information first, and send $300 to, the, to this Nigerian prince. You know, without the Nigerian prince part, yeah. that's a really good idea. Yeah, well, they, a scam. they did it. a great idea. They yeah. did it. And that was genius. I bet you it worked. It was genius. I mean... I don't know how much they got, but I guarantee you, they, did, they, they got sure. some money doing that. We can get... We can get... You got another one? I was just back looking. Back calls? No, no it's just whoever it was supposedly left, left a voicemail. Oh, actually, that wasn't spam. <laughs> that was uh, my pharmacy saying I have a thing for pickup. My point still stands. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can still we can just cut that out. That you know it wasn't spam after all. No, we're and keeping it. <laughs> well, it depends on how good the rest of the conversation goes. Yeah. It could really go either way. So I have, let's, I have more stuff. since we have a nice pause here. Sure. What did you think of your stuffed burger? Oh, um, great. It tasted like a pizza. Really? Yeah. I think that I'm glad I tried it, but I think I would like a different stuffed burger next time. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't... Uh, when it, whenever they combine two food items, you never get, like, everything that you want from both of them. There's always some sacrifices half made. Half one, half the other. Yeah, it's like a futon, you know? Mm. It's, it's a bad couch and it's a bad bed. What about a Murphy bed? It's a decent bed and it's a good bookshelf. I don't know Murphy beds. Well, it's basically what I just said. Half bookshelf, half bed. Okay. It's the kind that folds up into the wall. You've seen those. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess it's doable, but it just seems like you wouldn't be able to uh, keep that bookshelf stuff. Well, I, I had a uh, waterbed Murphy bed, and that was really <laughs> difficult. That, that sounds was dangerous. so problematic. But worth the idea, yeah. And that's an invention. A waterbed a, Murphy A Murphy bed? waterbed. Okay. Yeah. I thought I, you said that you did have that. Well, that was a joke. Yeah, okay. That would be a... That'd be very impractical. I could, no, I could not imagine a physical way to lift all of that water up and not have it spill right, all I know, over the place. Right, I know. That's the thing. I don't know how that would work, but that'd be an ingenious device. So we've got our reverse inventions now, too. So we've got inventions, and then we've got, like, fake inventions that actually you shouldn't pull. But this is the way that we get the bots. All these bots that are scanning our podcasts yeah. and trying to take all of our, our all of our good ideas. Right. Why would we have so ideas if they're just getting stolen by bots? So why indeed? I mean, it's it's limiting our development. Um, our arrested development. <laughs> okay. Not a fan. No, I I liked it. Season five just came out. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Me neither. I'm going through Fateful, the remix of season four first. Okay. Way better as a remix, by the way. Yeah, you need, they, to, you need to get the order right. They even removed the original season four from Netflix. Did you know that? I didn't know that they made the new one, that they released a new one. I thought that you had to find it. 
No, yeah. So what they did is they did, you know, season four was the was the season was the uh, season Netflix took over. Yeah. And they did it in such a weird format that it really threw people off. Yeah. So they remixed season four to make it more chronological. Yeah, but I thought you had to find that remix. I didn't think that, that Netflix remix did it. is now the only version available on Netflix. Okay. You can't even find the original version of season four, which is really weird. I can find the original season four because I do all of my uh, television watching illegally online. Okay, well, not on Netflix is what right. I should be saying. And I'm okay with it because, honestly, I have no desire to see it in the way they originally released it again. Yeah, it was, it was bad. This, this remix version, which they're, calling, which they're dubbing Fateful Consequences, so much better. I mean, okay. it's just easier to follow the story. For some reason, it seems, it seems different. It seems funnier this way around. Yeah. And, you know, I swear they've added in a few jokes and things that weren't in there the first time. I'm fairly confident they also added in some things. I suppose they could have. I think they did. I could tell they looped more often, too. Remember we talking about looping in a past podcast? Oh, yeah, yeah. You can, because they went back and redid a lot of things, you can tell they looped a lot no, I'm sh- in I'm this sh- remix. I thought that a lot of the uh, characters weren't together when they, when they uh, filmed it. And they just, like... Uh, well, blue screened them together. They still weren't because what the whole premise of season four was that each one went in their own separate way. Because the whole thing of season one through three was Michael was going to leave the family and leave them to their own devices, and he kept on getting pulled back in. Yeah. So in season four is they finally did it. They finally all went their separate ways and did their own thing for like two years, three years, or whatever. Yeah. And so it was individual stories. This person was over here doing this while that person was over there doing that. So a lot of their stories were separate. There were parts where they came back together here and there throughout their journeys. So it did make sense that they were all shot separately. I have no idea what season five is going to be like, but I'm, I'm ready for it. I've just got two or three more episodes. No, I mean, I mean, even in the Arrested Development scenes where there were three or four of them together, they still shot them separately and had to, like, splice them in together. Is that a fact or a legend? I think that's a fact. Interesting. Yeah. But whenever you say, I think that's a fact, it kind of denotes the po- de- uh, negates the possibility of it being a yeah, fact. Yeah, it certainly doesn't add credence to your claim there. Yeah. So. All right, well, I cut you off because I want to know about your burger. But you were just about to launch into something. I what were you no getting idea. into? You were looking at your notes, so I'm pretty sure it was yeah. something in there. No, I, w- I mean, like, when we were talking about uh, the bots that we were going to beat, I wanted to point out that I just watched a little bit of an episode of BattleBots. Me too. My, my son and I watched it together And now. I saw that they have a WrestleMania-style announcer. Yes. And so I must fully withdraw my support. His name is Farouk, I think? Yeah, I, I'm done. I cannot support BattleBots that has a WrestleMania-style announcer. Well, all he does is introduce them. Too bad. Wow. I'm done with BattleBots. That ruined it for you, yes. huh? Hey, speaking of BattleBots... Let the two nerds fight it out. Don't try and, like, pump it up. Don't, oh, don't have a little fun. backstage thing but where, he, the, where he, BattleBot X fights he, against, he, you know, Sophie's it. Choice, and then <laughs> they, they, one of them knocks another through a wall, and they're like, oh, there's so much drama here. No. But he, he does it tongue-in-cheek. He says puns and goofy. He says dorky things in that way. It sort of adds to it. I mean, listen to what he actually says. It's, it's campy, intentionally campy lines. But this is a small movie. Nope. Did you, did you see the battle? This. They lost this one. All right, if you say so. I don't know. I, I could see Farouk go. I'm not married to the idea, but it's okay. It didn't ruin it. But There's one called the um, Battle Royale with Cheese, uh-huh. and it's a giant cheeseburger bot uh-huh. with a spinning blade of bacon as its primary defense. That's cute. 
it was amazing looking. And it was the worst bot ever to hit the oh, floor. Sure. That thing failed fantastically. No, you have a, you have a choice to either make it, you know, uh, uh, fun to look at or a death machine. So the guy who was competing against him was a flipper bot, which means he has a, like an articulating arm where it's usually pneumatic and it flips it over. Sure. The guy outfitted it with an extra large spatula <laughs> for the battle. <laughs> and sure enough, he flipped the burger a number of times. It was awesome. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that was not like... That's, a... that's funny, but that's not something that I need to see. That's something somebody can tell me about, and I would get just as much enjoyment. Yeah, I don't it. know. I think watching it was part of the fun. I mean, I'm glad I, I could share that with you and you enjoyed it, but you might have enjoyed it seeing it yourself. Just saying. Um, Simpsons question. Okay. So I figure uh, we should have, like, one Simpsons question for each other. Okay. On these things. Yeah, we talked about maybe the, the full-on game wasn't working. I mean, it's, it's working, but it's, it's a lot of work, you know? And if we just have one question, then that's not, that's not going to take up my whole day. Okay. I love yeah. it. I have one <laughs> locked and loaded, actually, because I, right. I had one I was going to ask you anyway. So you All go right. first. Me first? Okay. Yeah. On the uh, Simpsons episode, where in uh, Lisa's rival, mm-hmm. and... Uh, Lisa goes over to the rival's house to meet uh, her dad, and he says, we do the anagram game. Yes, and they have an anagram. They come up with the top of the head, and Lisa fails at it. Uh-huh. Like, now, the, now yeah. he offered to, uh, what was the name of the girl? Jesse or whatever? Jessica. Jessica? Is it Jessica? No, I don't know. No, that was the name of Bart's girlfriend. Yeah. So he offered to the, uh, the rival the name Alec Guinness, and she came up with Genuine Class, which... I wasn't, that wasn't the question, but I wanted to say, okay, he said, okay, Lisa, here's yours. What was the name of the actor that he gave to Lisa? Uh, it was a British actor. Like Hugh Grant or something? Well, that's your question. I'm pretty sure it was a British actor. A male, a male British actor, I think. Like Alec Guinness? Not Alec Guinness. <laughs> Uh, like Hugh Grant, I think. Okay. It was Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons! See, I knew it was a male British actor. You're pretty good. Yeah, Jeremy Irons. And she failed, and they're like, the guy, the dad treated her like she was a like, real yeah. idiot. Yeah, it's like, that. okay, really I have a ball. That was, that, was, that, that was the best, because later she tried to bounce the ball. And she failed on bouncing <laughs> the ball, too. So they, they uh, pulled it out later and made it even better. Those are the best jokes, the ones yeah. that have a little callback. All right, so I have one for you. Um, in the Halloween episode where Homer goes with a time toaster okay. and goes back in time and stuff, Yep. the first time he starts going down this like time spiral, he okay. says, wow, I'm the first blink to ever travel through time. Okay. What is the blink? I want to say animated character. I'm the first, because <clears throat> I know the counter argument was Peabody and uh, Sherman, and they said second. Quiet, you. Yes, that's that's the line. But uh, I'm the first animated character to travel through time. Yeah, that sounds right. That's what I'm gonna go with. It is wrong. All right. Non-Brazilian. I'm the first non-Brazilian That's what he person says. to travel through time. I'm the first non-Brazilian to travel back through time. 
So here's my, here's my follow-up question, because the reason why I had this question locked and loaded is because I wanted to ask you about it on this podcast. Do you get the reference? Because I don't get the reference. No, but I suppose we could Google it and figure it out. Let's Google it. I want to know what that reference is. What does Homer mean when he says I'm the first non-Brazilian to travel backwards through time? All right, there is a Reddit post on this very topic. Apparently, Groening did not understand. He didn't get that joke? Yeah, apparently it was, uh, I'm the first non-fictional character to travel backwards through time, and the line was later changed from non-fictional to non-Brazilian. And Groening was like, what? So we don't know why it was Brazilian still? Okay, that Reddit is not very effective. And there's a book on uh, The Simpsons, A Complete Guide to Our Favorite Family, where uh, they say that they're talking about Carlos Caspuneta. Hallucinogen-inspired author Carlos Castaneda. Isn't that the Dan, isn't that the voice of Homer's last name? Is that his namesake? Yeah. But people say that that's just, you know, them. Well, The Simpsons released a misleading answer to their misleading question. Right. Well, that's that's, that's even more interesting. Okay. So we don't don't have an answer. There is no good answer. I'm going to get on the horn with Dan and see if he can tell me. Please do. Because I would hope Dan would know. Um, I was watching an episode of a TV show called... A Brazilian show. No, it's a a British show. (laughs) Um, Called, like, 8 Out of 10 Cats, Uh where musicians talk about the music that they've done, and they also tell jokes. Um, And they had uh, one of the Simpsons guys... uh, Who who does Mr. Burns' voice? Excellent. Who does that, though? I've I've heard Mr. Burns' voice. Excellent. But which of the actors um, performs that? You know, I don't know which one does Mr. Burns. That's yeah. funny. I, I, I mean, it's, is it Hank? It's not. Is it Hank Azaria? It's not Azaria. No. It's not. Is it Dan? It could be Dan. Harry Shearer. Harry Shearer. He does Burns. I didn't know that. He yeah. does Principal Skinner and, yeah, and he some does, other ones. I remember. I him like on, Harry Shearer. He I remember he was he was on a uh, talk show where they listed off, you know. Uh, Ned Flanders and Mr. Burns and Principal Skinner and how they all kind of had like a, a deep darkness to them as opposed to the other Simpsons characters. Well, his voice has a deep darkness to it. Yeah. Um, he was in weird. He was in uh, Wayne's World. He played a DJ in Wayne's World 2. Um, he's in the, um, the Christopher Guest movies all the time. Okay. He's amazing. I really like Harry Shearer. He's yeah. awesome. Um, so he was on this 8 out of 10 Cats and they had him sing... Uh, various songs from Spinal Tap and The Simpsons, and he could not remember the lines to See My Vest. See My Vest made from and real... And he sang it! Yeah. Oh, that's but so But it's funny. been so long, you know? Yeah, I guess that's true. He's got a lot under his belt, you know? Yeah. A lot of stuff he's done, so... That's funny. He couldn't remember the lines to See My Vest yeah. made from real gorilla chest. Take this sweater. There's no better... The authentic Irish, Irish setter. Yep. Uh, quality loafers. Show. What was loafers made out of? Like my loafers, former gophers. gophers. It Good. was them who something. Then it started to get fast, and I couldn't catch up. Well, yeah. <laughs> but hey, we know it better than the uh, 
than the original singer, so we got that going. Bam! Oh, we, we just crushed him. <laughs> He's gonna, would, Harry Shearer is going to cry I would now. love to have him as a special guest on Let's Do Lunch someday. Oh, someday. So, you know, mean, hey, Harry, you know if, you're, if your people are listening, or if you are listening, set it up. Let's yeah, do lunch. Either, either you or your people. And if not, we're going to have to follow you to, like, grocery stores and do it, like, three minutes at a time as you shout, no, no, get away from me. Yeah, I could do that. So, one of the two. It's really, you know, your call. And and the bright side is, you won't be embarrassed eating with us because John will pay and he does tip. Yeah. Unlike me. Yeah. So... No, I have, I have no problem. Any celebrity that wants to, like, uh, eat with us, I have no problem paying their lunch. Like, if it's... If it's a fancy, like, $100 a plate place, wow. I will pay that. You know, as cheap as I am, I might even do that, too. Yeah. Yeah, I might even agree to do that. That's, uh, that's kind of amazing coming it is. from you. Well, okay, if it's a Simpsons character, I feel, definitely. Oh, de- just with them? Like, yeah. if it was Emo Phillips, you wouldn't be so much paying $100 a plate? Uh, maybe, like, a $50 max? For emo, maybe maybe twenty five. I don't know. I mean, it is emo. Weird Al's a hundred. Weird Al would go up to the top. Any one of yeah. the giants. Yeah. Even even like the drummer Marty Beller, I would do it for him. <laughs> you know, yeah, Weinkoff so, I mean, definitely. Yeah. What about what about um, stage hands for they might be giants? No, not at all. Yeah. Okay. Fifteen bucks. <laughs> well, we we should have a we'll menu. Get, we'll get you we'll a bag from McDonald's. If someone asks, we don't one. know what's in there, but. <laughs> Hey, you know the Happy Meals are down to three dollars right now. Uh huh. So I could I could swing that. Yeah, the that one two definitely... three menu. And they don't ask for tips at McDonald's, which is helpful. Uh-huh. So uh, definitely, yeah, yeah, I could, yeah, I could go that. McDonald's all the way. I was. I'll, uh... even, I'll splurge for a cone afterwards if they're a good good guest. Excellent. Yeah. And it'll be like something that you buy from the register and not something you found in the back, like in the kids' play area that it just. Overturned. I, I don't want to talk myself into a corner. Let's leave that part open. But there will right. definitely be treats. That much I'll promise. Let's Do Lunch is brought to you in part by the Heimlich Maneuver, saving dinner conversations since 1855. I, uh, I have a co-worker that watched the, uh, the new Deadpool 2, and he's a little crotchety and old, you know? And uh, he hated it and wouldn't walk out. He, uh, he was like, this is just another superhero movie. And we're like, everybody else is like, yes, that's, that's exactly why we wanted to see it. If you did not know that going in, then... Yeah. I mean, it's not just another superhero movie. Kind of is. No, because it's one of those fourth wall breaking, tongue in cheek... You know, a lot of these other ones take themselves kind of seriously. Yeah. Deadpool is all the anti-seriousness. It, yeah. it, it's meant to turn the superhero movie... In a different direction. But, but that's its one note. Other than that, it's just another superhero movie. Yeah, but that's what makes it different than just another superhero movie. Is it purposely is poking fourth wall fun at itself and other superhero movies. Yeah. So I think in that respect, it's unique. Uh, we watched it and we weren't super excited. Like, it was fine, but it's nothing like the taxi scene. From did, the first one. Did you see the other big movie of the season, Solo? No. And I don't think I'm going to. You know, you and a lot of other people. Yeah. Solo is tanking. Yeah, I read somewhere that it might not make money. Like, it might lose money. You know, when I went to go see it, I didn't know. I have Movie Pass. Are you familiar with Movie Pass? Uh-huh. So I have Movie Pass now. I can see unlimited movies $10 a month. 
And you better believe someone as miserly as me, I'm going to use it to the death. Yeah, you are. So I saw Solo the day it came out. And again? No. Unfortunately, MoviePass changed their policy on me. I can only watch every movie once total. That's ridiculous. Now, once you've seen a movie, you can't see it again on MoviePass. Which, lame. But anyway, I'm still getting my money's worth and then some. So I can't complain too much. If, if who is it? Harkins? Harkins does doesn't it? take it. No, who is it? AMC? No, or? no, it's a, it's a separate company, and it works at multiple different theaters. Okay, I use well, it if that Cinemark, company, Regal, AMC, If that company is not bankrupt in a year by how frugally you used this movie pass, I'm going to be disappointed. I've heard they're losing a million dollars a month, something like that, right now. So I'm using as much as I can while I can, because yeah. I'm not so sure it's a sustainable business model. Yeah. But that's their problem, and not my problem as a customer. <laughs> So I went to go see Solo, and my wife uh, was watching the kids, and so she said, well, maybe I'll go see it Wait, later. you went to see Solo Solo? I did. <laughs> nice. I feel like I had to. I owed right. it to the guy. And they explained how Solo got his name, by the way. Okay. It's really bad. Okay. Spoiler alert. Sure, go okay. ahead. Spoiler alert. I'm not going to see it, so yeah. So he's trying to get, he, he enlists into the Dark Army, uh, the, the Empire. Sure. To be a soldier. His only name is Han. He has no last name. Really? He says, well, what tribe do you belong to? He says, well, I don't have a tribe. Oh, so you're Solo? Yeah. Okay, Han Solo then. That's how he got his name. As they reveal in the movie. That's terrible. Isn't it? That's terrible. It's not great. No, they... Uh, they I've, I've been participating in some of these uh, Twitter uh, joke competitions that they have mm. now. And, you know, I've been getting a couple of... A couple of Pluses, a couple of likes yeah. here and there, but one of them that I didn't, I didn't think got the appreciation it deserved, is when um, C-3PO says to Han Solo, uh, "The chances of successfully navigating the asteroid field are like 180 billion Never to one." Never tell me the odds. Never tell me the odds. I think the reason he said that is he already knew the odds going in and wanted to show off to Princess Leia. I know the odds, but before he could say it. Friggin' C-3PO dropped that 180 billion to one line, and he's like, "You now I gotta play this character. Never tell me the odds, you punk." Yeah, now you're ruining my street cred in front of the girl. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's how, that's how did you condense of, that into 140 characters? That's the kind of twist that I wanted to see in the Han Solo yeah, movie. Yeah, you're not gonna get that. It's very uh, straightforward. You know, when my wife, so she asked me because she was debating on when she was gonna see it, right? And I, I said, you know what? Honestly, I don't know how well it's going to be reviewed yet because, I mean, I saw this opening night, right? But I said, it feels to me like Disney is making a cash grab oh, yeah. on the Disney name. Disney. Are I mean, you sure I mean, about On the that? Star Wars name. Disney yeah. is. So Disney is just take, trying to make a cash grab on the Star Wars name without really putting the effort into it to make a good movie. Have you Apparently, seen, everyone agreed with me on have that. Have you seen Mulan 3? No. Yeah, I have Disney seen tries to make cash grabs. All right, so the uh, the 180 characters they were doing hashtag fake Han Solo facts, and I said he was going to brag to Leia about knowing the odds when C3PO data dump bot blocked him. Hashtag never tell me the odds. Okay, that's good. And it's you, great, and, and you, you made it in 100 and oh, whatever well, characters. Well, well under 180 characters, yeah. no likes. I like it. I do too. We should start a podcast. <laughs> yes, we'll call it Let's Do Twitter. <laughs> we, we should do a podcast on Twitter. 
Every 180 characters is a separate podcast. We'll just break this one up into like 100 mini podcasts. Okay. All right, I can I can see where you're a going. A Twitcast. Stephen Wright already did that though, like early in Twitter. He what? he was he was writing a novel. That jerk. 180 characters at a time. But ours is a podcast in 120. Yeah, no, it's never it's ne- a pad, a podcast has never been done 180 characters see? at a time. There you go. That's what we need to do. Did you hear about you know how we love to return to our flat earth comments here uh-huh. and there? Google Translate has an Easter egg for flat earthers. You know Google Translate, right? Yeah. If you go and translate from English into French, and you put in the word, the phrase, I am a flat earther, and tell it to translate it into French, uh-huh. it comes back with, je suis un fou. Okay. Which means, I am a fool, or I am crazy. Okay. Google did that. Yeah. Isn't that fun? Yeah. I'm, I'm all for shutting down people that are stupid. So Google has officially been politicized. They are anti-flat earth. Okay. I always thought they'd be a little more neutral. Yeah. I mean, I guess they have Google Earth and they do map the world. Yeah. So they might have some they're, knowledge they're on the subject. They're definitely taking some of but. that... Uh, some of that sweet, sweet round earth money. They must be part of the conspiracy because they have, they have convinced the world that flat earthers are fools now, which I thought very disappointing. Yeah. So I was so in on it. Uh, oh, well. And then yeah. uh, the other thing I thought we'd bring up, it's also TV related. It might not be actually super current anymore, but it's somewhat current. Roseanne, your favorite show. Yeah. You know, we, we mentioned, and I don't know if this was the podcast that got lost. I think it was. Where you said uh, you won't watch Roseanne because... Because of what she says on Twitter. Because she's That one a, did not get lost. That was on the one that got published? Yeah, that was at uh, Moreno's Mexican Grill. And I mentioned how I kind of pitied you that you're shortchanging yourself on good content just because you have a problem with the person's personal life. Right, right. And I kind of still feel that way, but that thing that she tweeted that did get her show canceled... Right. There's a... Pretty ill-advised tweet. Yeah. I mean, come on. Planet of the Apes? <laughs> what was she thinking? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and Rose then she blamed Anne. it. Did you see that she blamed it on Ambien? No, it was Ambien and Memorial Day. Did you see that Somehow Ambien... the, the fact that it was on Memorial Day made it worse. Did you see that Ambien tweeted back? No. Saying that uh, racism is not a known side effect? Oh, that's funny because... <laughs> In the Daily Show, they ran a commercial with the ambient side effects, uh-huh. and they, or it was either that or it was uh, Last Week Tonight, with one you, of those You two. frequently watch Last Week Tonight, and then attribute it to the Daily Show. It could have I've been noticed. one or the other. I don't remember. But one of them did that, and they said that you know side effects of ambient include sudden onset racism, where racism wasn't there before, yeah. and, and they did say that um, for some reason it's amplified when it's Memorial Day. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It was really funny. It was so funny. Do you think, as good as the show is doing, that someone will pick it up? Or do you think she's so um, toxic at this point? It's, it's possible, because when... Would Netflix or Amazon dare? Netflix and Amazon would not, but there are there are avenues in which she could restart her like show. Like, maybe BET would pick it up? No. <laughs> it's a shame that uh, we're going to be going our separate ways now. Like... 
I'm going to go to Australia. Well, I do and have an a, appointment to go. Oh, you mean that separate way? I'm going to go to Australia and die in a plane crash, and you're going to go join the military and die in a plane crash, shooting down my plane. If I needed to, but I, honestly, this is for my wife, and I think it's good for her, and our whole family will benefit if just one of us gets in. I could find work anywhere. You could go to China and be like a, a English teacher. I could be a token and, white guy. And the in token China. white guy that you wanted I've to be. I've always wanted to do that. I really do. I, I really <laughs> still want to be a, a token white guy in China. I so, ever since I knew that was a thing, I've been wanting to do that. You just want to be special for being white. Well, guess what? You already are special, man. Hey, I was special regardless of my skin color. Thank you very much. My mom always told me I was special, and it wasn't until this moment that I that I figured out why. Yeah. Because of the special classes you were in, and uh, I was a token white. I told you, I think, I, I don't know if I mentioned this in the podcast, but my first job in Guam, I'd been there for two years, and one day someone came up to me and said, what's it like being the only white guy in your office? And I was like, what do you mean? He says, you're the only white guy in your entire office. I didn't know that. I honestly did not realize it. And so I looked around, <laughs> like, okay, we've got... You don't see color. I, I honestly did not. <laughs> I had a Puerto Rican... A Filipino, a Fijian, a Hawaiian, a Tongan, a Yapese, and a Japanese. All in my office. And me. I was the only white guy, and I didn't even know it for like two years. I don't know. It was interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm totally colorblind, apparently. Yeah, no, I can see that. But not too colorblind. Today, I went shopping with my wife at a uh, Mekong Plaza, the okay. Asian store. I thought it was Mekong. I always call it Mekong because that's how they pronounce it. All right. But uh, my wife would say, you know, Thailand has Mekong Delta there. Anyway, so we're over there and the cashier is not Asian. And I look at her and I think she looks Micronesian. I mean, I could just look at her and I could tell Micronesian. So I looked at her and I said, Rananim. And she looked at me and says, Rananim? That's hello in Chukis. I nailed it. (laughs) She was floored. Yeah, that I knew what to say to her. You, this totally reminds me of an episode of King of the Hill. Yeah, the dad, Cotton Hill. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know exactly what you're like, thinking of. Nah, he ain't Chinese. He looks like the ocean. You're the ocean. Ancient Mr. Khan. <laughs> Nailed it, right? So I did the same thing today. It was awesome. And then at the end of checking out, you know, I said, Giddy so. And she was so, you know, I, that's thank you in Chukis. She said it back to me, you know. And was, yeah, I don't bond there just because nice. I was able to, like, nail... A, a very specific race and culture uh-huh. that no one else around here probably could get you right. Know, it's it's always been my dream to nail a, a race, like an entire race, just nail them, you know? <laughs> I'm trying one Asian at a time. <laughs> oh, that's bad. <laughs> I don't think I ever told you about um, my foreign languages. Because you when have I was. Languages? I, I know German pretty well. And I was uh, into, like, Japanese culture. I was watching animes and stuff like that back in about 2002, 2001, somewhere around there. And so I Googled how to say, where is the ice cream? Because I figured this would be the one phrase that I would <laughs> never need to use. So it's, ice kurumu wa desu in Japanese. Wow, that's good. And it rolls so, off your tongue. So I, uh, I completely memorized that phrase. It's, it's with me forever. I go to Japan two years ago, and we go to a cafe. And you're like, I've got this. And we got, we got <laughs> the one, we got the, the hot chocolate that we wanted to get, and we got the pancakes that we wanted to get, and my ice cream never came out. And I wanted to walk up there and say, 
ice cream and wadoka deska. But, but you didn't? But I didn't. The, I had the perfect opportunity. Oh my gosh. And I let it slip through my hands because I just, like, if, if oh. I didn't sound like a complete idiot because I pronounced it wrong all of these years, then they would assume that I know Japanese and then and start speaking to me. <laughs> That's right. So it was just going to be like a pain. So I just let it go. And then I just waited, and I never got my ice cream. You know, that sounds like a trope that you would see in, like, Arrested Development. The one phrase you happen to learn in the language, yeah. and you have the one opportunity in your life to use it, yeah. and it passes you by. Oh, John. Uh, so that's, that's my funny. life. That's so That's how I live. Uh, well, I got to get rolling. I yeah, got a couple places I got to head go. to. We had fun today. Oh, too much fun. Maybe we'll do this again someday. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, uh... We'll end this on a high note of saying that we, you and I, should go be average in like our other day-to-day living things. And I'll think of my catchphrase later. (laughs) I gotta work on that. Are you as full as I am? Thanks for having lunch with us today. You can subscribe to the Let's Do Lunch podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play Music. We already made reservations at the next restaurant. Join us or we lose the good table. Let's Do Lunch is sponsored by Boating Tech. Boating Tech is Arizona's leading smart home provider. You don't need to take out a loan to make your home smart. With packages starting as low as only $250, Boating Tech can start you on the path to simplified smart home living. Boating Tech, smart homes at smart prices. Visit us at bodinellc.com. B-O-D-I-N-E-L-L-C dot com.